0: Honey, we ain't had a guest in a minute now. I've been slacking on the guest. We ain't had no company over here at Kate's podcast for quite some time, child. We ain't had company. We don't even know how to when company come around. So I got to go introduce. She is a DJ. She a damn podcaster. She's a creator. Just everything. She got so many damn titles, child. We have to give a round of applause to Miss Don Rock at Kate's podcast, honey. round of applause tea
1: hey that's so fucking lit you got the applause and all thank you yes
0: and (laughs) that shit is loud okay (laughs) i don't know where i found this new applause at but that shit is like really loud (laughs) that shit lit that shit catch me off guard so welcome mr rock how you doing
1: i'm doing good how you doing
0: i'm doing amazing first of all what is the name of your podcast
1: So the name of my podcast is um, Millennial Mindset, and it's something that I I created with a few friends to where we we wanted to give a space to where we can give millennials the information that we feel like you need. Okay, And then also give you just some entertainment. So the podcast goes over like business tips, life tips. And then also me being a DJ, we can't just leave out like the fucking music. So, oh, of course. <laughs> so okay. you know, um, we also bring artists on to kind of talk about their music, interview them, get to know them and also give them a performance space, too. So it's a really dope podcast that I feel like any millennial will be like, oh, hell yeah, that's useful or damn that's dope that's dope and you don't do it by yourself you got hosts you got co-hosts yeah i do um i have uh, my co-host uh miss Stax, which Haley, and then i also have a friend of mine who uh, goes by the name of esquire mac he's um a pre-law student so okay. it's hella dope perspectives because he is like i feel like the definition of a strong black king okay and everything that come with that shit. Whether it's the
0: to shit see that? Nah.
1: or the or the motherfucking hey, I think women should do this type of shit. But my uh also the other host that we have, Haley, she's more so on the like extreme feminist side.
0: Gotcha. So
1: it's dope as hell when we do just bring up current topics and you get to hear both of their sides because they're the extremes
0: of both. That's really dope. I like that it's all three, y'all. It's like yeah so many different perspectives at one time it could get right anybody can tune in it's like it seems like it's for just anybody
1: right nah for real man we um we were fortunate enough to have a few people come out and interview like for example um uh, with season two we had shawty t come in and interview from stylish studios that's and- dope man the gems he dropped on us about just how to survive in this industry and how to remain yourself and all of the big names he's worked with that was a hella dope-ass experience and i'm like man when we release this episode i feel like anybody in entertainment will take notes to what he said because he's somebody right from the area that is doing a lot of shit behind the scenes
0: oh yeah he's been around for a minute right um he don't work with local artists major artists he's worked with (laughs) everybody everybody he got plaques all i mean all type
1: of shit the studio is fully his it's privately owned like hella inspirational i love
0: that i love that so how long ago did y'all start the podcast
1: it was actually uh something we've been talking about if i'm honest since 2018 but covid came around and i just put myself mentally in the space of i know shit is fucked up and i know things are everywhere but I want to try to make the best of this time because I, I I was never able to get all the hosts together for us to actually record. Right. So during that time, it was like, okay, bam. We started typing up all of the show outlines, started typing up what we wanted the brand to represent. And then it was like, okay, fuck it. Let's go yeah, set absolutely. these iPhones up and let's record this shit. Absolutely. So, yeah, so after we recorded those episodes, it went so well that we was like, yo, let's actually book studio time and record this. So, for the the next season, which we did all of this shit right when um, everything initially shut down, which Mm -hmm. I believe was around, like, April. So, by the time May came around, we had already booked some more time with Shawty T. And that man gave us the box, which is a dope-ass setup, something he actually designed himself. I know you've seen it a few fucking times. And we just utilize that space in a different way. Like, he told us he had a lot of artists that would come in and rap in that space or singers. Yes. But he was like, I ain't never had nobody come in here and actually utilize this as, like, a production room for a podcast. So, fuck it. We ran that, yes, and so. it just took off.
0: I love that. So, y'all on season two right now. How many episodes do y'all do in the season?
1: So, right now, it's like... We're trying to test it out to see how we want to run it. Um, initially I had this dope ass idea of man, we're gonna get ass three episodes a week. Fuck you me. Right. No. <laughs> it don't work like that. So, in all honesty, um, we try to record okay. at least six episodes a season.
0: Okay, so six episodes a season. So at that's least. like one episode every two a weeks. Week. Oh, one episode a week. Okay. Yeah. not bad at all
1: yeah and see the the we came up with the idea of releasing them in seasons because every episode has a theme and we were like well damn what if we could kind of make keep like a a broader theme and then just have these little like my uh smaller themes under it so if season two maybe we want to do it just about like you know black culture and all that entails Every episode that season, it could be, you know, black entrepreneurs, black creatives, you know, and just kind of flow under that. So it's like, give like something to follow.
0: I love that. Now you are a DJ. So yes. How long have you been DJing?
1: Oh, shit. I've been DJing for, um, I started in 2013. So about seven years. About September will be seven years.
0: Now, we don't really see a whole lot of female DJs. That is not common. It's more common now, but still not nearly as much as male DJs. And when you do see a female DJ, Mm -hmm. she may have like a big following, but she's not on a level of a DJ Manny Fresh or some of the bigger male DJs. What do you think or why do you think female DJs don't really get the same opportunities as male DJs?
1: So i am gonna be honest, I feel like it just depends on the type of environment that you're in because mm-hmm. I feel like in the beginning, maybe female DJs were so far few in between because maybe a lot of them weren't like, I don't know, that's a really good question. Like, I feel like some people either felt like they couldn't do certain type of events, maybe so female, I know some female DJs that just feel more comfortable in certain areas like I know a lot of female DJs that feel like, listen, I'm about my money. So I like just doing corporate events and mobile gigs because Mm -hmm. I know the money's on time. Paperwork is good. Then you have some female DJs that are more so like, yo, um, just like any other DJ. I really resonate with being a sound selector. And I'd rather be in an environment where you book me for my sound versus my look or whatever it is you think I can do. Gotcha. But if I'm being real. Now I think the whole goddamn thing has changed over because now female DJs are out like crazy. I, I like just in Tampa Bay alone, we have you know DJ Tay, DJ Lady Shay. We have T. Uh, Couture. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of female DJs in Tampa, and I feel like now the female DJs that I've been um, I've had the uh, experience with, they're more so on a yo. I'm not just a DJ, right. And a lot of these female DJs, like if I'm being real, black women, it's our season right now. Like, Absolutely. I'm sorry, but it's to me, it seems like anything a black woman touch right now is gold. Absolutely. And a lot of promoters are starting to see that, a lot of managers, a lot of people in the industry. So you might have a lot of male DJs that may be going for the same space. But if a female DJ just comes out of the woodwork, like, yo, I want to DJ here too. I promise you, they're more likely to look at you than they are those male DJs because people want something different, you know? That's true. And I, shit, I feel like female DJs, we do it the best because we know exactly what the fuck we want to hear. Exactly.
0: Right. <laughs> that was always my approach. Like yeah.
1: when I first started DJing, I realized how overly, especially in my area, how mm-hmm. overly masculine the sound was. So I'm oh, like, definitely. damn, unless we trapping all night, you ain't, <laughs> you ain't really got a lot of shit you wanna do, you know? So and I knew in my heart of hearts, like if you get the girls to come out, everything else will follow. The men will follow, the money okay. will follow. But if you ain't got no females or no women at your event it ain't too many people that's gonna come so Fair as right. a female dj i'm like man i know what we want to hear like of course we still want to we want to turn up and we want to trap this shit out but you got damn right we still want to hear our kayas and we want to hear yeah. some that old okay. beyonce and we want to yeah. we want to fucking dance bitch not stand up on the wall thugging all night so Listen, i want
0: that i want to shake my ass i want to get on this good liquor I want to yes. every city girl lyrics known to man. Thank you. Like, Thank you. I always want to be the trap of the year all night.
1: All, all night. And I notice with women, when we go out, like, we want to enjoy the full experience. Like, yeah. we want to dance. We want to drink. We want to take pictures. We want yeah. uh, that moment with our girls where we can, you know what I'm saying, get live on live yes. real quick, Whatever it is. But when I started DJing, I said, okay, as a female DJ, I have to remember... I always want to keep people dancing. I always want to keep it moving. And in the beginning of my career, I was um, being a girl at the time. I felt mm-hmm. like I was one of uh, a few in the area. And I had to kind of take the gigs that could that would come to me in the beginning. So I did a lot of older events. Okay. A lot of old school events. Um, I used to DJ for 99 Jams. Okay. And a lot of those DJs have been around for decades i mean djing from wrxb djing in new york so when i've got to be around older djs and just see how they vibe i'm like i always wanted to respect the culture of djing you know so i feel like as a female dj you really fuck their head up when you actually know how to dj you feel me and you catering to the women it's like okay at this point why do we need a male dj here
0: <laughs> I, i'm with you yeah i absolutely and i feel the same way i Notice that before all this COVID shit, but a lot of male DJs, just as you said, they will only play male songs. Like yeah. every now and then,
1: you get a girl song, and it'd be the most typical
0: fucking song. It, exactly. It'd get you live, because you ain't hear it all night. But it's exactly like, come on, nah. come on. No, we we definitely want to switch it up. Now, you you're as a DJ. Where do you see that going? Like, where do you want to take your DJing?
1: So it took me like a lot of trial and error to realize the type of DJ I wanted to be because at first I had this vision of being like this mobile DJ where if you call me for a birthday party or a wedding, I'm there. Right. But then I fell in love um, when I first started DJing, I fell in love with this DJ named DJ Diamond Cuts and she's out in Philly. Mm -hmm. DJ Diamond Cuts is the full brand. And that's what changed my mindset. A few years later, that's when I discovered this DJ named K Tronada that really made me realize I want to be a sound selector, a producer in terms of like a P. Diddy, where I bring artists together and we come in the studio and I lead the direction of where that song goes. I can make the beat because I started uh, producing about a year ago and I've got a lot of good traction with that. So once I started producing, that elevated my DJing skills to another level and it made me realize like, damn. You're really not just a producer uh DJ. Right. Like DJing is just something I've always been in love with music. I've always been fascinated with it. And that was DJing was the first thing I thought that I could do in music, but I always wanted to be a producer. Mm-hmm.
0: So now
1: in 2020, I'm like, yo, the type of DJ I want to be, I want my career path to kind of model a DJ Khaled.
0: I was just about to say that you literally yes. have- Put the words right <laughs> out of my mouth. Right. Hey. I'm like, we
1: need a female DJ Khaled. Like, yes. there's a lot of things in the industry. If I ever get to make it to that point, I would love to change. Like, there should be no reason that there can't be two dominant female rappers on. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can have a Kendrick, a Cole, and a Drake, I can have a Hello. Cardi, a Nicki, a Meg. Hello. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. And I think we're getting that now because... When Cardi came about, Mm -hmm. I think that shit just kind of shocked everybody. Like it did. Nobody was expecting this super Instagrammy, loving hip hop girl to really become a rapper, win a Grammy, and become Nicki Minaj's biggest competition.
1: And if I'm being real, what the reason I feel like that happened, and this not not taking anything away from Cardi B, but the industry was so hungry for a new female rapper, they were. We weren't going to just take anybody, of course. So you couldn't just fucking, no disrespect, I love Cash Doll, but you can just throw Cash Doll up there and think we was going to accept that as a new Nicki, you know? Mm-hmm. But when you get somebody that has the personality of a Cardi B, which honestly, pers- Cardi B just is emulating a, uh, I feel like, black woman personality, but it's okay because she's doing it. Like, not all black women are like that, but the, mm-hmm. the loud ghetto-ness is more acceptable, acceptable from a, a light-skinned Latino than it is from like a JT. You know okay, what I mean? I can
0: agree with that.
1: So it was like, you get, she got the personality. She got the look because she found it in the bitch.
0: Yep. All you
1: need to do is, she has, you know, writing ability. Let's get her some more writers around her to enhance her craft. And man, when we got fucking, when Bodak Yellow dropped, it was like, okay, oh, yes. I'm fucking with Cardi. Nicky's still the goat for me, but goddammit, Cardi, I was looking for somebody
0: new. That it was such a bop when it came out. Yes. it was just such, it It just came out of nowhere
1: it did, it really we did was not you,
0: expecting that.
1: yeah, real shit, so I feel like, just to go back to that point of not having like a dominant female, more than one dominant female rapper, it almost seems like the industry's purpose to keep women apart mm-hmm. you know so I feel like if we can get a watch the throne with Kanye and Jay Z and then the fast forward, you get collab tapes with like Chris Brown and Young Thug. For sure. Why the fuck don't we not, we we don't have a stallion and a Nicki tape.
0: See, and I feel like it's coming now. Um, going back to the point, like I said, with Cardi, I think it was just such a shock that the, all the industry knew was to put females against each other. So yeah. I feel like the quickest and easiest response was we going to put them to against each other Right. And there could only be one. And then Meg came right after that. Yeah. City girls. City girls came probably Mm -hmm. right after that. And then Meg. And it was like, whoa, wait a minute now. Now Yeah. There's four of them. Like, what? We can't pit them off against each other.
1: And that's how I feel. It's like, I feel like at this point, Black women, I mean, it is our time to reign supreme and just to shine because you're right. You can't, at this point, all these powerhouses that are just coming out. And now with the power of the internet, where you have the ability to reach your consumers directly and exactly. build a direct relationship, bitch, you can't stop me if I just so happen to have 50,000 fucking followers or um, fans or supporters, and then I make it. You feel me? Like Exactly. You can't stop that. So I, I agree with you. At this point, I feel like the industry waking up and it's like, well, damn, let's do it. Let's let these women like, let really do their
0: thing. Let them live because... I knew it was a shift when yeah. Nikki and Meg did Hot Girl Summer. Bruh. I'm like, okay, this shit, Bruh. is it's changed.
1: Yeah, it's changed. But I will say this, though. They could still take it a step further, I feel like, because they still give us that 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 image of only one woman will reign supreme but will allow other women to sit at the table type shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like, fuck that shit. I need an all female tape right now. Like, this raw ass female. I would produces. love it. And engineers out here, like, for example, um, just to speak about areas in music that I feel like women could really take a part of, we don't really have a lot of female engineers as well. Facts. And the engineer in music is what makes you love the goddamn song because they're the ones that put the glue, the sauce, all of that. And one of um, Uzi Vert's main engineers is a girl.
0: I did not know that.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a girl. A fucking girl. And she is killing the shit. Like, she done mixed and mastered music for uh, Uzi, Migos, um, Bryson Tiller, I believe. I gotta look up her name and send it to you. She yes. is doing uh, the damn thing.
0: What is her name? I got to find her. I I Keisha find Lee? Her. Is it Keisha Lee?
1: Is it? Let me see. It's either I
0: Keisha see Lee, see Lee it's or it's Kylie, something like that. Lee on Lil Uzi Burk's Eternal Attake. I think it might be Keisha. Yes, it's Keisha Lee. We got shout out Thank to you. Keisha Lee. Now look, at boy,
1: you know you on your job. I'm over here on fucking Google trying to find the shit.
0: Understand? <laughs> I, I don't have my computer in front of me, I learned with this podcast and shit. I have to sit in front of a computer to do this because yeah. <laughs> I be trying to remember shit. I forget everything.
1: I got my computer propped up just ready for whatever. I'm just on Google.
0: <laughs> I am the word yes, Like is. my memory is so shot. Yes, I, I have to Google everything. So I, I got a shout to Keisha Lee. I never even heard of a female. Yes,
1: in here. bro, look her up when you see her creds It's gonna make you really challenge a lot of these niggas in the in the industry because she is doing the damn thing and is responsible for a lot of the hits that we love. You feel me? I love uh, her. DJ Diamond Cuts discovered Uzi Burke. I didn't know that it's women out here killing this shit. Yeah. Behind the yeah. scenes
0: that, that, that nobody knows about.
1: Right. She was the first person to even get Uzi Vert, the, uh, that initial exposure. Now I, you know, like a lot of artists do, <laughs> he, he skipped town and went somewhere else. Of but, course. Yeah. Unfortunately, but she was the person that discovered him and put him on.
0: Now I want to go back to what you said. Um, about regarding cash doll, why do you think it is that a cash doll mm-hmm. is not up there with the Meg, the Knicks, the City Girls, the parties? Yeah, because her grind I've watched Cash Doll for quite some time,
1: her grind is crazy, and yeah. I've
0: seen her grind, I've seen the bad contract, buying her way out of like everything. Why That's do you awesome. think she's not up there?
1: The only reason she's not up there, she's up there and on my personal list and in my book. The reason I feel like she's not up there in the industry, it goes back to what we're talking about. Like, now yeah, there may be more women at the table, but it's still very roped off and mm-hmm. it's still controlled by the industry, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, her label situation right now, if she's independent or if she's signed, but I feel like there's more going on in the industry that blocks out artists that they don't want up there, period, you know? Like, for example, Dreezy. I feel like Juicy one. should be yep. a lot bigger than what she is. Absolutely. Why isn't she? I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> I, I have no you idea. Feel me? I really don't. And I, I don't
1: to- know. But she is. I mean, these women are just as, even more talented, talented than some of the ones that we get to see all the time. You know. Absolutely. And that's not to take anything away from the female rappers that we do get to see, like the City Girls or Meg the Stallion. But I feel like people got to wake up. And we got to kind of push the envelope as the consumers and let people know, like, hey, nigga, I like this female artist. I'm going to support her. I'm right. going to buy her merch. I'm going to go to her show because you know what? It's room for, if it's room for all of these male rappers,
0: <laughs> all of them, it's, and they all, all sound alike. It's so many of them at that. Like, why the fuck That's is so- there always just a select few of women? I hate it. It's, it's yeah. so many male rappers and all them niggas sound exactly alike.
1: Thank you. Like, I can listen you. to a
0: song. I ain't going to say no names. But yeah. I could listen to one song and two songs later, I could, it could be a whole new artist. I'm thinking they're the same person.
1: Dead ass. And I feel
0: like, honestly,
1: though, the advantage with somebody like a cash dog, I feel like over time, if she she just continues to show us her personality, we're going to fall in love with that motherfucker. And sometimes you realize in music or in anything that you do, that initial thing that you feel like is going to hook people and make them fall in love with you, like, damn, it might be my music. Soon as they find my music, they're going to love my ass. Right. Come on, come to find out. Nah, bitch, we love your personality, but we're going to support everything else you got going on. That's cardio. <laughs> you feel me? That's cardio. Kind of. I learned that shit from Damo Wilson. Like, Damo's supporters are insane. Insane the amount of support and love she gets to the point where, whether you like her music or not, She can drop a music video right now. It's gonna get a million views. Her shit will be streamed because her supporters love her so much. They support whatever it is she does.
0: I've never heard of her. I just had to Google Oh, shit! I just had to Google her, so I got to go.
1: She had a lot of controversy going on at one point. Um, She's a black lesbian, or bisexual, excuse me. She's bisexual, but she went through this whole public transformation of being a stud, then Mm -hmm. kind of going back to being feminine, and she was dating somebody that you know um they decided to have a child which she carried it but the thing didn't work out but long story short domo i feel like it's just an internet sensation when it comes down to personality mm-hmm. and the thing that makes her so beautiful is just she's very transparent and genuine and i feel like she has that that younger consumer base right those women that or people that are like yo you're being yourself and that's fucking cool how do i do that <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. you feel me and yeah but her whole consumer base is is hella dope so when she drops a music uh, a music video anything related to it whether you like the song or not the shit go crazy
0: see i never heard of her so now i done had to bookmark this lady i'm all on the instagram now. i'm looking hey domo gonna give do you some shit to talk about <laughs> like i, I done do, i'm all in this girl likes and shit like <laughs> I've never heard of her, but now I'm curious. Okay, because so, I like that she's doing something different.
1: So different.
0: She's doing something very different, and I feel like Young and Rico, Nasty, Cupcake, those yeah. they should all be at the table too. Thank you. That's, Thank you. I just I don't get it, like especially Young and May. Thank you, Young and May, rap harder than a lot of these niggas. niggas. You know, she, like my not stand next to Young and May.
1: My only critique with Young and May is um. I feel like she's so bar heavy and she's so raw lyrically.
0: Yes. My
1: dog don't really be making complete songs. Mm-hmm. It's just her spitting, you know? I can agree with that. So that shit be raw. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes you you want a song. You want a part that you can fucking sing along to. You don't make radio <laughs> songs. Exactly. At and all. it's still and there's still a whole fucking market out there for people who decide, I don't make radio music. I'm more so underground. I'm going to keep my indie route, you know. And she could do that shit, too.
0: Yes. And Younger May did, ooh, and then she left that radio shit alone.
1: She did. Completely. You know she got her own line of straps.
0: She got her own line of straps. I think it <laughs> was directing goddamn yes. porn. like. <laughs> yes. I <laughs> fuck with Young and May hustle so hard because she stayed independent through all that shit. Thank you. She went Thank like you. she went quadruple whatever platinum with ooh. Thank you. And she was independent the whole time. She never signed all her mixtapes, all her music. It's her. It's her. She owns all that shit. And then to go and get a goddamn strap line and direct porn, say what you want, but that is a business deal.
1: It is a uh, bro, and when that's people- a bag. That's one thing I wanted to like highlight on my podcast. Like, there's too many ways to get money. And yes. I feel like people try to push this narrative, especially on black people, that it's only a few of us gonna make it. And no. the only way to make it out is if you're gonna shoot that ball. No. You're get us on that stage. No. <laughs> hell no. You feel me? But in 2020, it's like, what the hell, my nigga? Like, you could dead ass monetize your personality and you build a brand off of just you alone and all of those genius ideas that you have will come into fruition and people will support that shit.
0: Literally, that's why yeah. I, I love I love a younger man, I love a cash doll because yes, they get in all these deals and people ain't even really fucking with them. Real They're shit quietly collecting money. I love it.
1: I'm gonna tell you, like as a music producer. You would assume the only way that you can, in the beginning, make money is if you sell beats to rappers mm-hmm. and they buy your shit. But the deeper you get into it, it's like, yo, there's a lot of money in advertisement. Oh, yes. A lot of producers don't take advantage of that. Like, I've I seen a producer that decided, you know what, he created his own, like, advertising firm and he only reached out to lawyers in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And when you have that kind of thought process, it's like, pe- lawyers, doctors... People in those kind of professional fields, they already have the budget for marketing. And wherever they are, they're already probably paying way too much, right? Right. So if you get somebody, you're a music producer, you happen to be okay with graphics, you can record a little bit, you start reaching out to these people like, yo, let me create an ad for you. You know what I mean? Let's just test run it. You tell me if you like it. A lot of these people, uh, from my own personal experience, will tell you, yeah, sure, I'll test you out. Let's see what the fuck we can do. Test you out, love you, and then damn! Now all of a sudden you're on their payroll. You're still a producer. You're making money, although nobody may be buying your beats to rap on. Right.
0: You got to kind of dead ass think outside the box like that, you know. It's nothing wrong with it because I learned doing this podcast. Like it's so many directions I can go with this shit. <laughs> like I've, I've learned so much about podcasting. Yeah. The last couple months it's like i can get a deal with a major platform yeah i could boost my following and like you said go the advertisement route it's it's so So many many ways. ways if you stay consistent with this shit yeah it's so many ways to do it i was part of a podcast maybe two years ago and we only did like three episodes and then it was like done they just, they just decided fuck it and i'm like how you gonna want to make it to the top and do all this and you just like fuck it after three episodes because you're not getting the streams you want
1: it don't work i did a that. i did a podcast um with a group of friends about no actually it wasn't a group of friends this was like two years ago it was somebody by the name of Joey reached out to me and was like yo i'm starting off this podcast called berg life radio mm-hmm I already got the radio station. We'll be able to use all of their equipment. I just want a DJ to be a part of this too. Right. So it was me, white dude, another DJ. And then we had a female. And the chemistry and everything about that shit was so fucking fire. We consistently did the shit for at least five or six episodes. And Joey had a lot of plugs because he was a photographer, (laughs) businessman, all of that shit. So he was able to get us an exclusive interview with Boosie. So I was like, "Oh shit, nigga, I'm finna interview the nigga I've been listening to growing up. What the fuck?"
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> right. I would be. I'm here.
1: only like this. I'm like young as fuck at the time, so I'm nervous as hell, thinking, "Damn, I just want to make sure I ask him the right shit." Right. And we did that, and everything really started to explode after that. People started reaching out more, but the radio station we were using at the time hit us with some contracts. Oh. Exactly. And all I knew was I just seen uh N.W.A. and I mean, <laughs> Ice Cube ain't signed this shit. <laughs> I swear to God, I wish I would at least we would at least read it. But all of us bitched up and was like, hell no, we ain't sign no contract. But no, like we just brought Boosie. What are you doing? Right. You know, but we didn't sign the contract. They kicked us out of the station. Then we decided, okay, well, we're just going to do this shit on our own. We'll get our own mixer and our own mics. And at the time, it wasn't as cost-efficient as it is now. Right. So we was doing all of this planning, and then things just kind of fell to the side and couldn't do it. I feel it. Yeah. That was going to be something really big because we had just interviewed Boosie. We interviewed Fable, Nino Breeze at the time, too. Then we were about to interview um Rod Wade, Project Young, and So it was really about to just go in a dope direction, and the station seen that as well. So I felt like the station was like, Yo, we want to make sure we got our coins too. That's so damn contracts.
0: That's that's so flawed to me. I hate when shit like that right, like at least let us grow and expand a little bit before you just hit a bitch with contracts,
1: right? But I think at the time they understood who. At, at that space and time, for me, I was only thinking as a DJ. So I was like, okay, well, I'm just down for the ride. Y'all tell me what y'all want to do. Right. And Right. But the dude that kind of put everything together, he was hella smart. He knew, like, y'all are only doing this because y'all see the type of contacts and connects that I have. Right. You know? Because after we did Boosie, like I said, he was ready to just start dialing niggas. Like, he had a lot of connections, but... It's crazy. It's crazy. I don't even think we I know for me personally, I didn't even take the time to read the contract. All I knew was, nah, I ain't supposed to sign this shit. <laughs> so it
0: was, it was a group effort, no. Fuck okay.
1: that. Yeah. It was a group effort, no. You know what I mean? So the only thing that I wish I would have changed in that moment is just did my own research. Cause ain't no telling what the fuck was on the paperwork right. for real. Like we don't know if that was trying to swindle us if y'all was just trying to make sure that y'all was good too, cause we was using your space. Right. You know, so you but fuck that you ain't got to worry about that shit in 2020 because look at what you're doing i'm a podcast
0: listen (laughs) i (laughs) I did this shit on my own and i had people in the beginning um who were like oh i want to be a co-host i want to do this and i take it very serious um yeah i record twice a week some i've done had a sometimes where i couldn't record but Right. For the most part, I'm twice a week, Monday and Friday, consistently, I'm consistently posting and posting and posting. And I had people yeah. who weren't showing up like just bucking, we supposed to record at this time. Nobody yeah. me through. So that's why I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna do the shit on my own.
1: Like
0: I feel that. and I I, feel I, that. I I admire so much that it's three of y'all and y'all can consistently be on the same page like that.
1: It's not easy at all because I
0: couldn't get <laughs> yeah. at all when I first started. I could not find right. that nowhere. I fucking tried with several different hosts, and people just don't yeah. take your vision as serious as you.
1: I promise you, they won't they won't take it serious until that that initial moment happens where oh shit is exactly. that Peter? Peter launched off the ground. She done got her shit reposted by the shave. Exactly, oh, he by the interview. August, oh, yes. what the exactly? Fuck, everybody come out the woodwork because my whole career has been a definition of that for real for real i've had i've tried to work with a a number of people in different ways and unfortunately people kind of look at you in that moment and feel like well you're not really worth it
0: right (laughs) no that's true
1: yeah people don't understand um cross networking where it's like we're low-key either on the same playing field, or I might be a few inches above, you might be a few inches above, but either way it goes, we have a space that we're trying to get to, and exactly. we're not there yet. So why are we not linking our chains together to get there? Because I'm going fuck what, whenever I see you post something, I'm gonna share it every single time. If I can support this podcast, it. I'm gonna do that every single time, because I wanna see you go far and beyond, and the further you go, just me even being able to do this podcast the further I inadvertently get to go as well.
0: Absolutely. That's how you know I was saying, at it. And I wish more people looked at it like, you know, it's just not about me or you having you on my podcast, your audience, people yeah. who fuck with Don Rock, they're gonna fuck with this episode.
1: Exactly. And
0: vice versa. So, And
1: then they get to hear you and be like, oh shit, I'm fucking with the cake this.
0: Exactly. So <laughs> like, why not? Shit. It's like, <laughs> why the, not? The shit works. I remember um, not too long ago, I had a rapper, I won't say his name, but I had to set up an interview, everything, and he just completely bugged it, and I'm like, you kind of yeah. finding your way back to the spotlight, like, I'm on my way up, like, we could definitely Thank benefit you. from one another, but.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Listen, like, bruh, people, I don't, one thing I will um, say about myself is I have a hard time handling, like, the marketing of Don Rock. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to kind of show people everything that I do and all that I do. Like, I literally built my entire career off of word of mouth.
0: Same. I'll be honest. And
1: so with that being said, it's like people will kind of just look at you from what they can see and feel like, okay, I mean, yeah, you a DJ and all, but I ain't never see you DJing St. Pete. You know, (laughs) I ain't never see you here and there. Oh, this person might not know you. Well, up. that takes it off for me. I'll hit you up when I get ready. Exactly. And then I might post something that makes you feel like, oh shit, this bitch is DJ with Beverly Bond and Black Girls Rock. Like, okay, let's let's rewind that. Exactly. Who are you again? Can we work? Can we talk? And it's like, ah, that energy.
0: Exactly. <laughs> no, honestly, it and it's sad that it, it even have to go there. Like, yeah. And I feel like with the city where we from, well, right. that's with any city. Any city. But people in your city not really going to support you till they see people outside the city support you.
1: That's true. I don't
0: know why that is. Mm -hmm. I've never figured it out. (laughs) I I, I feel the same with Rod Wave. I feel like... Thank you. People in the city were fucking with him, but they was not fucking with him until he got to this.
1: Yes. If I'm being real, which is why I like to try to empower our, our youth, to just take whatever talent you have a little serious and just go with it because the the main people that was fucking with rod Wave from the city was the jits yep the jits yes. just like back when we were younger it was us really fucking with famous kid brick you know yep like um. you you can get this undeniable support when you're younger because when you think at it from just a psychological standpoint. Your the, your um your peers are mentally just they're young they're having fun they don't they're not taking shit too serious they don't have to go to work they're not stressing about right. bills so your fan base if they have that unlimited time and that free mental capacity it's like oh shit my hell yeah my dog made music fuck y'all me Yo, we listen exactly. to Rod and Rod whole management team made sure hey nah nigga you gonna perform at this middle school this high school yep we gonna have you at this uh, youth event. So the kids always see this ass. And the music, the talent, everything is fire. So I felt like uh, people around our age, I don't know why we just, I just got to earn your...
0: <laughs> yeah, like, come on. You got to really earn their respect. And- I got to earn your quick. Well, like, hey man, check this out. <laughs> I'm going to take did- my talents to Instagram. I'm going to run these ads. I'm going to post this content. And y'all fuck with it when y'all fuck with it. I don't Thank feel like you. I need to... Come on
1: now. (laughs) Thank you. I'm like, what? But then I had to look at it like, damn. Okay, so my audience right now, shit. All our asses live on our own. We just starting to really uh fill out adulthood. People starting (laughs) families and shit. (laughs) I swear to God, I just had to think about it a little differently, and it was like, yo, you gotta try to reach these people when they when you know that they are available, you know, or try to try to um the greatest artists are ones that can still be themselves, but still give you what you like, you know? So it's like, okay, well, right about now, I feel like black women, we should all be coming together. We should all be talking. And I want to be in any space that I could help foster that. And I know that my supporters right now in the age group that they're in, their mindset is low key on the same wave. You know what I'm saying? most versus no not not all but you might have some kids that i might be like 17 18 just starting out of adulthood not even adulthood really just being fucking legal just being legal. <laughs> exactly. they might be like i mean yeah black lives matter you got them right it matter but i'm still finna go out tonight <laughs> i'm still going out
0: tonight i'm still finna
1: <laughs> corona real but i'm still finna go hang I'm
0: out i'm still out here facts
1: <laughs> you feel me so when you talk to those kind of people I can't just go to them and be like, y'all black. When we got to come together, because I immediately sound like an old head,
0: <laughs> and we so young, but be sounding yes. old as fuck. Like to them, right?
1: I'm only twenty eight. So
0: like what? Thank <laughs> you. I'm gonna
1: be twenty eight in September, and I'm
0: feeling like
1: what? You ever talk to somebody that's afraid of their thirties?
0: <laughs> I be feeling so old sometimes. Like oh my god, y'all listen to mm-hmm. NBA Young Boy and be fighting. Oh. Like right,
1: but did but do you ever have to remind yourself like damn, I was listening to Webby and calling everybody a bitch. I
0: swear everybody, <laughs> you bitch, you bitch. Everybody was a bitch, and I was savage life as fuck as fuck. So I gotta make sure I had a moment, and I like NBA YoungBoy. Y'all don't take that wrong, please. Right, don't I you, boy. I said that, do please, because he violent, and I'm scared. Of him, so. <laughs> I ain't got time,
1: especially when he get to smoking that guy. Exactly. <laughs> I ain't got time for NBA, boy. I ain't got time when that cigarette
0: go up. I got this vibe. I got to go. To it. Now, <laughs> let me ask you this: since we on black women and the whole black women thing okay, how do you feel about how the industry is handling this Megan The Stallion shooting situation? Because I feel like everybody's just making jokes about it. I personally Bruh. don't think it's a joke at
1: all. I think the internet has made us very uh, shit. I think the internet got us feeling like a lot of things can be a joke. Like, Facts. if I'm being real, anybody that has even made a joke about the Meg Stallion and shit, I've either snapped on them or they've been blocked online. Facts. Because, oh, how the fuck can... Uh, bruh, this woman got shot in the foot. Okay? <laughs> That's it. And I know, allegedly, nobody really knows what's going on. It's a lot of allegations, but allegedly... Tori Lane's behind the shit. Who knows? But either way, this woman just got shot. Like, I can
0: only imagine
1: the trauma she felt and experienced. Because just for me looking into the story a little bit, sound like a bodyguard wasn't there. Yeah,
0: he wasn't present.
1: Yeah, I don't know if she was even out there with anybody that is really considered, like, she would consider a friend or maybe it was just like a networking thing and she just wanted to go out. Who knows? But to get shot in the foot, be dolo your mom not here anymore i mean that's a lot that's of a lot drama. that's a lot for anybody to go through and you now this big time superstar so that's a lot of pressure that comes with that as well shit i feel like anybody that's making a joke about it i want to hear them make a joke about it if god forbid but if something happened to one of your family members and don't let it be a woman oh, let her ass get you know what i'm saying mishandled or mistreated and then what, what, let me hear the jokes
0: it'll be world war three so the whole situation from from what i've read is you know they was at some type of party the only Mm -hmm. person it seemed like megan was really there with that she knew was her best friend kelsey everybody else the industry shit um from what they saying again we don't really know because they saying meg not really cooperating with the shit she just kind of wants shit to go away i feel her (laughs) Oh man, it. it's like, bitch! I just want this shit to stop being talked about. But
1: oh, bro, give me a fucking second, they, bitch! I just
0: got shot. just got <laughs> shot. They saying that it was an argument that's taking place between her and Tori mm. and I just find it that I find that so troubling because this is supposed to be a homegirl, right? Y'all always together, but I mean, obviously the relationship is very industry. It's very fake. Yes, You gonna shoot your homegirl over an argument, but I just don't, I haven't seen not one male rapper come down on Tory ass. Thank you. I ain't seen not one male artist, like, really dig in Tory ass for this shit. It's like 50 Cent. You know why? Everybody. everybody.
1: I feel like a lot of um, these male artists are hiding behind the allegation term of, well, we don't really know. Nothing has been confirmed type shit. And so, once again, we got to say her name for, uh, for her because black women, bro, we are so fucking loyal, you know? It's and fuck. so loving and nurturing. Like, we find out something happened to one of our own, we're going to march with you we, or for I, you, you know? We're going to be the ones that still put money in your books if something go down or we're at- going to hold down the house if you know, things ain't looking too good out there in the real world. But it seems like time and time again, if something happened to one of us, a woman of color, it's silent. All these goddamn questions, we got to figure out the nitty-gritty for we yeah. fucking
0: support. Him. It's like bash this nigga, bro. Like what somebody yeah. tell Tori he's a fuck nigga. Mm-hmm. Like
1: and I fucking love Tori Lane's Like
0: yeah. I've been on this nigga
1: before anybody even knew who he was, the mixtape days, and I was rooting for this nigga. Man, when you start finding out how people really think, man. As a like a music head and a music fanatic, I don't take enough time to actually listen to what these artists think. I'd be so lost in the music, man, So when I actually do get a bitch personality, I'm like, holy shit!
0: That- <laughs> yeah, it's like I was so shocked to find out Tori is like a whole fuck nigga. Out here. Like for real, how you? I can't even wrap my mind around arguing with none of my male homeboys and they shoot me, huh? <laughs> what bitch we was just taking shots what the fuck is you? what like that shit, I got you shot. Like, that shit would blow me like, I, I can't even wrap my mind around it but when it came to Megan and I said this on last episode I always felt like her team just had her a little too mixy with these fake ass industry folks yeah I, I didn't. I didn't really like how she was just all over here in French Montana hospital room and all them <laughs> goddamn g Easy bed. I'm like, what the See, f-? I didn't know all this shit. I didn't like it. They was Damn. trying too hard to, in my opinion, it's just a yeah. man's opinion, but I felt right. like they tried too hard. The market her is the fun girl and the home girl and the cool with everybody.
1: Yeah. And y'all got to think of it like that.
0: Fuck niggas.
1: You're right. You're right. You see, that's the thing I, I like to tell a lot of independent artists. Like, these labels, they think next level when it comes down to uh, marketing and psychology. Like, they're going to go above and beyond. You feel right. me? So, just to even hear that, to know labels will have you do like little PR stunts like that go network with this person or exactly. go show support for that person. That's the reason why I just want to be big behind closed doors because I'm one of them niggas. I'm a little too sensitive. I've been done, started cussing to everybody out of the get the
0: fuck off me. <laughs> I swear to God I come through, flip yeah. all this shit over. <laughs> flip all shit over.
1: I don't really know <laughs> none of y'all <laughs> niggas. I'm finna go back to St. Pete. Bruh, right? Hey, and I'll be real, bro. I know we getting a lot of slander right now, but I'm a Virgo through and through. Bruh. I can't. I'm gonna throw out a lot of words like entanglement. You start fucking with don't me. Don't play with me.
0: <laughs> this shit gonna get really tangled around here. Don't fucking <laughs> play with me. Like, I'm not with that, that yeah. industry shit. I I want a big podcast deal. I want to be a big ass one. Right. I want to be the one man Joe podcast, Joe Bun podcast. Honestly. Hell yeah. But I'm not with the industry shit. I'm the same. Total. Yeah. Like, and, that's the, you know, and that's why I'm starting to realize like, yo, I
1: have to you got to be unapologetically you. And is. all around because if a nigga like my, two of my favorite artists of all time that inspired me the most is Kanye and Missy Elliott. And
0: Missy Elliott
1: Bruh, Missy Elliott is the reason Why I can't stay focused on one thing Because she's so phenomenal And she did it fucking all, you know Yes And she was the first woman that really showed me like Okay, I don't give a fuck what y'all talking about I ain't gotta lose no weight I ain't gotta take off my fucking clothes
0: Nope, you ain't gotta do shit, just be
1: dope as (laughs) fuck I gotta do shit, but be talented and dope Exactly, you feel me But if somebody like Kanye Can just say whatever the fuck he wants and although there's a lot of people in the world that'll come after him and talk shit that nigga has a fan base so damn loyal we don't give a fuck what nobody else got to say the The
0: fan fan base is too loyal for me it's too loyal (laughs) i'll admit that
1: i had to kind of take a few steps back from the bus when he started talking about the whole slavery was a choice although i understood it i thought the message was so insensitive and the timing was wrong facts so, I was like, damn, yay. Nah, I can't keep the shit like
0: that. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> you got
1: me up here looking crazy. I still love me some Kanye, but I was like, ah, shit. My dog
0: start talking this crazy shit. It's,
1: listen. I, I, I know I, in I, hell I would vote for that man for uh, fucking... Man, <laughs> for
0: stop it. playing Nothing. with me. Like, yeah. stop playing. This...
1: Right. The state of
0: affairs is too serious right now for y'all to be fucking playing.
1: Thank you. I'm like, what? Come on now. Nah. But I just love the the man that Kanye is because honestly he really he's really all about just loving yourself believing in who you are and not apologizing for shit because God made you however crazy your ass is you know
0: that's so yeah I I agree but I think his antics overshadow all of that.
1: oh yeah and you know the antics if I'm not gonna I ain't gonna lie the antics seem like they really kicked up once he uh got with Kim K not even gonna flex them instincts start going through the roof.
0: I'ma take it a step further. I, I always felt like when his mom died, it was Everybody a say that. I
1: ain't I ain't gonna see it. Nah, yeah. He he definitely started changing up. You know, I was um if I'm being honest, I didn't really get on Kanye until my Twisted Dark Fantasy in 2011. Mm-hmm. And once I or 2010, excuse me, when I played that shit, because back then, you know, YouTube had just really started being popular. Right. And I'm like, bitch. Kanye part of the Illuminati, Jay-Z part of the Illuminati, oh. I couldn't listen to none of y'all asses, right? But once I got out of that Illuminati shit, that's when I started to fall in love with his music, and then I went back to the old Kanye, so I technically fell in love with Kanye once he started changing up a little bit, uh-huh. you feel me? So I definitely feel like just listening to his music and stuff, he really, he, his, him losing his mom was a lot.
0: It was a lot, a lot
1: on him, a lot, and I think that was a, that's enough. Depending on how close you are with your mom and how sensitive sensitive you really are, that's enough to kind of break your psyche a little bit.
0: Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. And I was, I was like, man, Kanye, need help! Like, we everybody <laughs> rally around Kanye right now when his mama died. But then he got with Kim, and then it just went to a new level. It was like, right. Yeah. I I honestly truthfully felt like that family was kinda monetizing on this man grief.
1: Yeah.
0: What the fuck he was going through. It's like, no, do not put him in front of no goddamn keeping up with the Kardashians camera. Like y'all need it's your husband, bitch. Like, what is you that's why that man need a black woman. I'm sorry, I hate to be that girl.
1: No he does bro When I was listening to the old Kanye I was like damn if I was a day one fan I could understand how anybody Would feel manipulated and betrayed By you because all of this shit That you was talking about for us And black women and the love you had Nigga as soon as you got on You definitely got with a white girl You got with Amber
0: Rose You you (laughs) you you didn't waste no time You was engaged to a black woman Before all this Yeah. But as soon as you got on you got with Amber, okay, Amber. You know she black and white, okay. I can go along with it, but then you got right. with Kim, and I'm like, okay, exactly. Okay. exactly, what bro.
1: Time
0: it is. I just, I think but, he need help, honestly. I really do. I think, yeah. I just think he never got the help after his mama died, and it no, just I can went on and on.
1: I feel that. I feel that, and that's why I say, like, I have to. Sometimes I have to remind myself to take a step out of the music because I be so engulfed in it. I'm like, man, I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. Kanye, one of the greatest things to do it. Did you, hear this? did you hear that? And then the bitch be like, yeah, but did you hear Kanye said I'm like,
0: oh, shit. That nigga said that? I know. He would make you look crazy out here like, nigga.
1: Bro, for so real. Dying. For real. I was gladly just blasting the fuck out of Doja Cat and then somebody was like, oh, you don't know what she said? Oh, shit. What she said? Like, come
0: on, man. Damn. <laughs> Y'all taking all the niggas shit. Damn, like I can't enjoy Doja. For real, for real. <laughs> I, I'm really trying to separate the music from the people. I'm trying. It's so it's so easy for
1: a nigga like me to do, but at the same time,
0: you can't you can't
1: just continue to support somebody that just doesn't support you That's or don't it. give a fuck about you. Like if you really don't fuck with black people, or you you wanna you know, and this ain't even me going in on Doja, but. If you really was in these racist group chats and you allow anybody to even talk any racist book, the fact that you was in a racist group chat, I'm just stopping right yeah, now. Yeah, let's
0: just start so there. What is you
1: doing there? Why are you there? Like fucked my head up when I knew that. I'm like, no, not doing I was just telling everybody she produced her own shit. She raw, she the music ain't raw is hell. bro. raw as hell. Like what mm-hmm. do you, I, I don't
0: get it. I, I just I don't get it. And I know it's a lot of stars mm-hmm. out there who just use black culture and right of it, you know, use it at their leisure and shit. So I shouldn't be so bothered when I hear this type of shit. Right. But it's like, damn, I really fuck with your music, your grind, like your whole come mm-hmm. up I've been following and just to find out you racist as fuck. Like, oh my God.
1: Bro, <laughs> let me tell you, and as a as a stud saying this shit here, it's kind of scary for me saying this on the line, but I'm going to say <laughs> it. <laughs> you can Bruh, say it on the wow. line. We
0: don't judge at Katie's podcast.
1: <laughs> I'm one of the biggest fucking Trina fans you will ever meet. Like, Ooh, that was yeah. the one thing about me as a DJ. Any event that you booked me for, I was known to play some Trina, and it would yeah. always get the crowd going crazy. Yeah, exactly. But when I started hearing, like, recently, what the fuck Trina was saying and how insensitive yeah. she was with shit, I'm like, yo, Dream B, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) what happened? You know what I'm saying? But I had to remember, like, these people are just everyday people, too. Like, you got some fucked up everyday people. Some people that think, like, okay, nigga, you clearly, I can see why you support that view. But just remember that you black, so you might support that. But the counterpart or the opposite don't give a fuck about you, you know? Please, Remember. Yeah, but it's the same with these celebrities too. And I'm like, damn, if I get to, to make it to that that point or that status, I just want to try to be as honest as I can and just be true to me. So fuck it. If you don't like what I said, bitch, at least it's me. I'm sorry. I apologize if I'm wrong, but we need,
0: I don't know. I, I don't know. When I when Trina said what she said, I've been a Trina fan since I was eight. Okay? You that feel me? 20 years ago, goddammit, when the baddest dropped. What? I knew I knew the baddest bitch word for word then. Word for word. Okay, so when I heard Trina say that sh- I'm like, Trina, I have rolled for you. <laughs> bro. Like, thank you. I thank have you. rolled for Trina. I done been at the goddamn shows when it went hard. Yes. Nobody at the goddamn shows. <laughs> bitch, I, I'm Trina. Everybody was dragging that last album. I'm like, nah, that shit fire. I don't care. I'm going right? Trina. Trina let me down. Jesus Trina, Trina let, let me, me down.
1: I'm like, damn Trina, I, you don't even know how hard I nigga like me been rapping for you, but you know everybody got a right to feel how they feel. I'm just like, damn, when you do get to see a person in true colors, it's on you at that point. Are you, you still gonna rock with that? You still gonna support that? Because it's your life. You know what I mean? I,
0: I'm feeling it. I get it, child. I get it 1000%. Now with this whole August, I've seen the debacle grow up. First of all, I want the word entanglement to die. That's the one. I'm sick of the
1: goddamn Entanglement, word. toxic, normalized.
0: All of it. It has to go. Who the fuck is teaching the vocabulary? Where is T.I. hiding? I'm sick of
1: Bro. it. Bro, if T.I. Virgo, that's going to confirm it all.
0: I'm sick of it. T.I. T- is teaching the girls these big words and I'm tired. If I see Entanglement <laughs> one more time, now August I've seen it and i put out a whole goddamn song called Entanglement.
1: I've seen that with Rick Ross.
0: They are dragging oh my, this what? shit.
1: Now, I'm gonna be real. When I watched the interview with Lee, bro, first off, she did a phenomenal job. Oh, I yes. can't wait until she fully decides, fuck The Breakfast Club, because it's my un- god. It. It's Impeccable un- journalist, bro. She actually does her re- research She allows you to speak. Like, she's amazing. But anyway. It's on the way. Trust me. When I watched it, I'm like, yo, I really was thinking, damn, August is just really trying to be transparent and just be honest. This is not no publicity stunt. He's just getting out his feelings and emotions because he's been going through so much.
0: Yes, he has. I
1: mean, they only talked about Jada, what, three or five minutes?
0: Yeah, it was a very small portion of that interview.
1: Right. Out of an hour-long interview. But... To see all of the bullshit that has happened afterwards, I'm like, okay, August, <laughs> what the fuck is this entanglement song? Why was you snapping on Kiki Palmer? You know damn well she was not, she did not
0: mean it like that. <laughs> she did not mean it. Like, everybody knew what Kiki meant. I know like, she looked at her phone and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> listen, August, I'm gonna need you to take several seats. And I feel like you telling the truth. I believe him. Yeah. 100%. But I also believe in strategy. And Mm. August been sitting on this information for quite some time. Now you You got a new album. Now you you on your comeback season. So what better time than to get into this?
1: No, you a thousand. When I I seen the first interview, I would have been like, hell no. Because it seemed like he was being so pure. Everything after that, hell yes, you are right. That's why I have to stop believing sometimes. Like, sometimes I could be, I'll just take what you give me as face value sometimes, especially if I ain't (laughs) trying to look too deep. You know what I mean? Right. So, I was like, damn, August, like, I respect you for even talking about all this emotional trauma. Right. But you're right. It's like a baby-ass Kanye move.
0: It's And and I'm not taking away from it because I believe in transparency. Like, tell your truth. Because right. I read how he was saying it was starting to interfere with my finances and people didn't yeah. fuck with me on business shit. They thought I was messy and they thought, you know, I was like this homewrecker right. guy. So, right, right. I'm all for him speaking out, tell your truth, but you could have told your truth honestly five years ago, if we're being honest. You yeah. could have made it put it shit in the Instagram caption and kept it moving.
1: Yeah. But now yeah. Let, me, let me
0: ask you a question. How you feel about um
1: Will Smith in this situation?
0: I think Will Smith is aggravated because none of his hoes have done this <laughs> shit. Will Smith hoes is in line. The bitches that Will Smith is entangling with. Them bitches is <laughs> silent and lying in their penthouse spending their money swiping their credit cards in stacks and Fills buying up all the Gucci's, the Louis, the Chanel's them bitches is silent quiet <laughs> you got you want to go and have a goddamn entanglement now you got this last boy running around telling all the family business
1: yeah, I, yeah. that's
0: how I feel like Will is like okay bitch I let you rock I, I <laughs> did my shit I let you do your shit but see, my shit, my holes stay in line. You couldn't keep your nigga in line.
1: Yeah,
0: that's yeah, how what... that's his his whole body language, facial expression, yes, that table talk was giving. Like years out of all these side holes I got, but you want to go trick off, and your nigga can't keep his mouth closed. Yes. He running around telling everything. I really do think Will is kind of like. Okay, he's, like, over it. Because he's like, I'm going to get your ass back. And I believe him. I believe him. I believe every goddamn
1: word. You know, some people brought up the perspective that um, maybe Jada, maybe Will isn't enough for Jada. Like, in a sense of, after Tupac passed, she kind of settled for Will because he was the safe option, and he's a good option for her. But it was a safe option for her. Would you believe that?
0: I could... I could see it because I ain't nearly as rich as these goddamn millionaires. But right. we done all dated like the super thug that ass nigga. Yeah. And you know, he he living a fast life, he got the money. But then when it's time to settle down and have them kids like that family, you go get you a goddamn doctor, a lawyer, or a city, yeah. worker, or a nine to five, period. Right. Right. You go get you a somebody with some stability who you know what I mean? Ain't in the streets and whatever. So, just from a woman point of view, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Like, okay, it's time to settle down. It's time to make these good business decisions for the kids and the future. Like, this who I'm gonna go rock with. But if I need some dick over here, bitch, I'm gonna <laughs> go get me a little screet nigga, little young nigga. Cause Will Smith <laughs> don't look like he be hunching like that for real. Like... I, I I I I never seen him in that way. He always been my men in black, right? He, he, he always cool been my, my fresh prince, right? Cool, will. Yeah, I can't see Will hunching on nobody for real. <laughs> like, I don't want to see him in that way. Like, no, I don't want to see my fresh prince in that way. So Jada don't see him like that. They don't want to have some shit. young dick if she got it. Period.
1: Exactly.
0: Need a nah. her her
1: That's it. I can see that.
0: <laughs> that's just that's just that on that, but I'm I'm tired of it at this point now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to
0: hear nothing else about this shit.
1: For real. And at this point the only one that I feel like will continue to drag it is August.
0: Yes, he has a song with Rick Ross and it's like okay, he probably going to have t-shirts next week. It's like okay.
1: Right. I'm All not, right. August. The song alone like I haven't played the song yet, so I don't know if it's good or not. But I'm like, come on, bro. I hope it is good because you're going to get the clicks off the shop value. But the retention rate, will we continue to listen to August after this? You know, we going to play an
0: album because I still ain't even played the damn album. I listened, first of all, the album was a little lengthy.
1: Oh, shit. It's had around 27 songs.
0: Yeah, I, I, I listened to about a good three, and they're actually good. Okay. So it's like, your talent is still there, my boy, but don't That's get what so caught up in this fuck it shit. Is. This is like, everybody, okay, we know August I've seen is the entanglement guy now.
1: Because I honestly, especially newer generations, people that's like, I don't even remember Love that shit, but I know he did yeah. that messing with Jada, you know? So it's like, I feel like August could have had a really beautiful perspective if he would have, like, just stuck with, like, yo, I talked about that because that was something that happened to me, but I, I am no longer part of that. That is no longer me type shit. And just seeing him being so transparent and open, it would have been like kind of dope as fuck. Just that people want to hear more of that from August. You know what yep. I mean?
0: That's it. Like there's this
1: um uh an artist by the name of Ryan Leslie. And Ryan Leslie been out since the beginning of Drake days.
0: I remember him.
1: Exactly. So Ryan Leslie created this super dope ass piece of technology called the Superphone, which in long story short, it gave artists the ability to keep track of their fans in mm-hmm. ways that nobody has like he could tell based off of your phone number how many tickets you ever bought to his concerts how many of his shirts you bought like what type of fan are you are you a super fan or are you like just getting on to me
0: mm-hmm.
1: because if you're a super fan I'm gonna send you more discounts I'm gonna send you um messages to let you know when I'm going on tour ASAP you know what I mean so mm-hmm. Anyways, when he talked about the phone, he was saying, like, there's power in having a small uh, consumer base than, you know, always feel like you need to have everybody in the world. Like, if you have your niche audience, like a Tyler Perry, where, you know, black women predominantly 35 and older rock with you and they love you. Right. But the rest of the world hates you. Fuck the rest of the world. I'm gonna keep giving the people that's paying oh, me and supporting me more of what they need and want, and more from me. You mm-hmm. know, so August could have low key had his own small niche fan base that would spin racks with this nigga, versus trying to feel like, you know, I don't know, maybe it's a, a label move. I don't know if he signed to somebody, but versus oh, feeling like, yo, I need to get as many fans as I can get. Let's run this entanglement shit. Let's talk about this more here now. Nah,
0: we're tired, August. Real shit. Sorry, we're tired. Real shit. We are tired and we don't want to hear the word entanglement ever the fuck again. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm being so sincere. If I never hear that shit again, it will be too soon. You need to stop while you're ahead for them. People hit you hit your ass with a cease and desist. Now they you know Jada and Will and them they're trying to let you rock and get shit off. But yeah, it's gonna keep pushing. You ain't going to have no damn music on nobody's streaming platform. Don't underestimate these rich-ass millionaires now. Yeah, for real, bro. For real. Go ahead and just just wrap this shit up now. Now, I have my segment on the Monday episode we do called the Good Six segment. Okay. So we got to do that before we get out of here. And basically, for y'all who don't know, first-time listeners, the Good Six segment, we highlight the cases of missing black women. Who are still missing. And we just try to say their name a little bit. So okay. for this week. We're going to go with. Um, Kawana Lachey Logan. Out of D-Land Florida. She's been missing mm. since
1: 2002. Wow.
0: Um, Yes. Very long ass time. Because a lot of black women go missing. And statistically. They're labeled as runaways off the bat. Damn. So, their their disappearances don't get the same looks as right. the white women unfortunately but she yeah. disappeared April twenty nine 2002 um never seen her from again a few days after she disappeared they found her purse everything in it just thrown on the side of the road
1: damn And
0: that was just all that's left of her it's an in investigation from what I could find it hasn't really been one um they just they called it suspicious and that was literally it is no leads it's no leads it's no nothing so i'm gonna definitely for all y'all of course y'all know the the monday episodes we post that information on the instagram just kind of a way to say her name and we want to keep our goal objective is to keep these missing black women names out mm -hmm. there
1: Yo, what you're doing, that is one of the most remarkable things I've ever fucking heard. That bruh, P, that might be the thing that's gonna make your fucking podcast headlines because oh, that's that's wrong. That's so it's funny. just so
0: important to me because yeah. when I when I when I came up with the idea for the good sis segment and I started kind of doing my research and shit, and just yeah. to read some of these women's cases, bruh, it's like shit that we do every day. Like damn. some of these women just go to their car on the way to work, never seen again, or step outside to talk to somebody never seen again. So damn. even the little girl from St. Pete, I don't know if you remember Morgan Martin. Yes.
1: Yes. She's I was just about to bring her up. When
0: I sat talked to her people never seen again. So it's like when I started researching, it's like, damn P like I live alone. I go to yeah. work. I might step outside to talk to one of my friends or something. Right. This shit, you never think it could happen to you, but these people are not doing anything super dangerous. Yeah, like they're not putting themselves in no type of risky ass behavior. They just they doing regular shit and they going missing, you, and sadly nobody is looking for them. So you're
1: right because you know a lot of unfortunately a lot of us walk around that mindset of damn I hate that that happened to them and assume that it could never happen to you. Facts. Dead ass. I know. I I like. When I first started DJing, my family would tell me, like, man, you need to bring a gun in the club, because I'll be goddamn you know? And I'm like, man, anybody gonna mess with me. They got bouncers, they got this, but fuck, no, they will mess with
0: you. You never. (laughs) For real. Damn. Like, and when that Morgan Martin situation happened, it was in St. Pete on the south side. That shit shook me up.
1: Bad, yeah.
0: Like, this is a girl... I, I done did that shit so many times at my mama house, just... Oh mom I'm finna go outside and talk to such and such real quick, 10 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night, not thinking nothing of it.
1: Not thinking, yeah.
0: So, that shit really, like, it It just, it took me to a whole nother level of thinking like, okay, Pete, everywhere you go, you need to pay attention to all your surroundings.
1: You Yo, to- that's dope. Every- you know, um, I was uh really cool with her best friend.
0: Oh, We wow. went to the same
1: uh, school, and she for years. I think she still do it would post about her and be like, "Yo, we're still looking for her." You wow. know what I mean? When you give us like any updates, and she really kept Morgan's name alive for a long time, a long time.
0: That shit is scary as fuck. I mean, and they, you know, they got the guy who they think did it in right. jail, but it's like, it's no. We don't know where this girl at. You know, you, yeah. You just don't ever know. So. Our whole purpose in the little The Good Sis segment, we just we got to keep our Black women name alive. We got to ride for our Black women. If nobody else decide to ride for them, y'all just know the Kate Dish podcast. We rock
1: Yes. And you know, uh,
0: I decided like
1: really this year that that was going to be my focus point. Like, I want to make sure my voice is always in pro of Black
0: women. Absolutely. Same.
1: You know, because man, some of the fucking the realest people that I know are black women. Like, If it wasn't for my mom with a lot of things, I wouldn't even have been able to do half the shit I'm doing right now. You feel me? And I seen the struggles she went through, whether it was by our own men or people outside our race. You know what I mean? So black women, bro, I'm always going to speak in pro of us.
0: Pro as black women. Now, before we wrap this thing up, you got to tell the people exactly where they can find you, where they can find out about new events shameless plug plug you goddamn shameless plug
1: okay bet bet all right let me think so right now you can find me anywhere online at i rock the dj that's my dj name i just went under the alias of Don rock because i feel like she just does so damn much so let's just put it under a more broader uh, name but you can find me anywhere at i rock the dj whether it's instagram twitter facebook soundcloud even on spotify you can look me up as uh, dj Rock, and it's dope that you even um talked about your your segment p because i just dropped a project that i call year 2020 mm-hmm. and it's it's just an um instrumental tape i wanted to put some beats out there that kind of had some emotion behind it and the first song on the project is say her name
0: <laughs> that is dope you have to send me that we got to post it it has to go yeah. on the cage podcast instagram
1: definitely i am gonna definitely send that to you that's that's amazing man
0: we have but yeah you can find me anywhere i rock the dj now what new do you have any events coming up what's next for you
1: mm-hmm. so what's next to me right now is i'm planning um a complete rollout for who is don rock so people can kind of get to know me know me more so, I'm, my birthday is in September. I'm trying to put together um, an outdoor event. If not, I'm probably going to do virtual. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm in the space of getting artists together. So, if you know any artists, anybody that want to get on the project, just hit me up. I want to, uh, I'm dropping a tape called The City of Atlantis.
0: Okay.
1: And it's really just about all the hidden ta- talent that's in St. Pete. That's really dope as well, because it's so much Yeah so fucking much i mean god damn we got people just shooting out the nest from st pete we got rod we got young barbecue we got Fable in california you got yeah. Ari out here doing shit it's just the list goes on but uh that's the the next thing that i'm working on right now and then i'm also getting ready to drop a line uh, of clothing the, from the don rock collection okay and the first piece i'm gonna drop is cash is queen
0: I like so, this. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think it's something that all my females are really gonna fuck with, especially. I want to kind of put something out for like our, my female creatives because mm-hmm. I know when it comes down to our craft, it's kind of hard of a kind of hard for us to talk about price as well. Yes, and it's a it's a struggle point, especially in the beginning. That's another thing that I feel like a lot of female DJs definitely can say they experience being low-balled or undercut.
0: Oh, definitely. So,
1: I wanted to kind of drop some type of merch that any female really could wear. Anybody in business that's like, nah, nigga, you're gonna pay me what you owe me. I'm not Harry. doing this shit for free. You're gonna pay Cash me is I'm queen. Worse. Like, it's king for you. You know what I mean? Like, yes, run it that way. So, I, that, um, I hope everybody fuck with that.
0: Cash is queen. Now, when can we expect it? Do we have a ballpark?
1: Oh, we got a ballpark of... I'm hoping to drop by the end of this month. I'm oh, really just is. waiting on my um on my vendor to let me know what type of shirts we can do and when we can run it. So hopefully by the end of this month I'll have those dropping. And whenever I drop any type of merch, I like to shoot my own commercial for it, build up the marketing, all of that good shit. So it's gonna be a dope rollout. Oh,
0: I'm I'm excited. Cash is queen. That sounds like some shit. I, I want me one. I'm gonna get you. See, don't <laughs> you goddamn you worry. Got-
1: you're gonna fuck with it. I know you will. It ain't nothing cheesy. It's some real shit. That's like, I look at it like, man, honestly, more females, we really need to have that cash dog kind of uh yes. attitude. Run me mine. Run, Run boss mine. Shit. Fuck y'all.
0: I'm wearing that shit everywhere. Yeah. Right? I love like that. That are just like
1: yo, I'm this boss ass bitch fuck you, hell yeah I want my Chanel bag, yeah I'll go and get my own fucking Cuban link,
0: and period
1: I, and that's how I'ma run it, like like Jill Scott say, I love all shades of women
0: and that, I love my Cash Dolls and JTs too period, I'm with all of this shit, Cash is Queen we is looking out for this, you done got that shit in my head, now. Nah. like, I'm ready for my goddamn Cash is Queen with my Jordan 1's <laughs> I'm about to place that order up, and I need to get one for my sister too, cause she do have. And you be asking for discounts.
1: Oh, not your wedding shirt,
0: clean, bitch. me mine. That I'm not girls, no. for free. They can go sit up in the Africans and pay two hundred dollars. They could pay you. Oh, your mother, <laughs> Thank she, you, bitch. You gonna wear that shirt every time you do have. Period. I'm gonna get one for me, one for her. Cause no, I always get on her. Girl, you need to go up on them prices.
1: Bruh, D, you don't need. I won't even tell you how long I had to realize, Rock, go up on your prices. Like everything that I bring whenever I DJ, whenever I produce something for somebody, I would lowball myself just because I thought I wasn't worthy of that price. And so I just had to have that conversation, like, oh, hell
0: no. No, you're
1: in the bitch and you do a lot of shit. No, 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 no. It's cool. Whatever's for me, gonna always be for me.
0: Period. Cash is clean. We is looking out for that. I thank you so much.
1: Thank Welcome you, I take
0: this podcast, girl. This, oh, I've been wanting her on here, but you know, these DJs they be busy. We got them DJs, one thing about they them DJs, you got to put them ahead of time like they got them little baby, some damn body. Okay, these damn DJs ain't just to call away like they used to used to call DJ Lil Ray Ray. He come through, they got <laughs> millennial DJs. Then you got to go to their bookie and goddamn book them. This shit ain't just no food <laughs> school. Nah, you child. Listen, this- oh, y'all talking about somebody busy and getting that goddamn bag, okay? <laughs> shit, you want to book? her? Huh? you t- book that shit in advance? Oh shit, nah, don't do me like that. I learned from experience, said, okay?
1: Over- Hey, I woke up this morning and said, oh, hell no, me and Pete, we talking today. Because I've been wanting, listen, Ryan, I had already told me about your podcast a while ago. And I love. Oh, shout out
0: to Ryan. I love
1: him. <laughs> I love him too. I love podcasts like this. That's like, just, like when you just speaking speaking real shit and the people, the way that you speak, you speak directly to a person. You yeah. feel me? I don't need a motherfucker that want to sit up here and interview me like this is a damn job you know no, no and no. honestly you might get some listeners that like that kind of shit but they can go somewhere else for that because I like okay. people like you that's gonna talk directly to me and it's like we can get to it I love that
0: hello well we appreciate you for coming through Miss Mamas where's my round of applause goddamn, there we go <laughs> gotta put goddamn round of applause back on this motherfucker. <laughs> I appreciate you, Fee. Thank you so
1: much for having me on the cake dish. For
0: coming through, chat And you come through anytime, honey. Anytime yeah. you're going to come back. Ooh, I got you. Oh.
1: And you know what? Let me record a drop for you so you can just have this on hand and you can drop it whenever you get ready. I
0: know that's right. Come on, DJ friend. <laughs> that's why we got DJ Friends. Uh, I know that's right.
1: Come on now. <laughs> I got you. Hey, everybody needs to say this shit when they on your
0: podcast, so you can be dropping that shit around. <laughs> yes, so
1: come on. Dude. I got you.
0: This is you got to friends, DJ Friends, see?
1: see, I got you. All right, let me get you. All right, um, what's up, world? This is your girl, Don Rockin. You are now tuned in to the Cake Dish.
0: Period.
1: Period. Thank you, P.
0: Thank you. We gonna <laughs> see you, girl. All
1: right, thank you. I'm going. Bye. Bye.